Hello. Yes, we are celebrating Easter at home. Can I say happy Resurrection Day? And Jesus is risen. Before we dive into the Word, I want to just say to you, yes, I miss you. I miss our church family. I miss being with you, touching you, speaking to you, listening to the words that you say of encouraging words. And I just want to thank you for being who you are, even though you're stuck at home during Easter. Enjoy this time. Enjoy a time with your family as you watch and you listen to the word that God has given us. But because you are a giving church and you return your tithe, let's pray. Father, thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon this time in our homes. Lord, as we return our tithe, as we give offering, blessings upon blessings, I command in Jesus' name that spirit of mammon to remove itself off of our homes and that the prosperity and the will of the Lord in our finances will take place in Jesus' name. Can you say that? Amen. Amen. Well, last week, we found what happened on Sunday. Jesus went to the Father, and because he did that, when he was resurrected and he ascended to the Father, we found that Jesus perfected the plan that you and I have, this amazing relationship with God. I pray as you heard that, as you understand that, that you enjoy that amazing fellowship with the Father every single day of your life. Today, we're going to talk about those three special days. What three days? Well, let's turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians, our iPads, and whatever uh, we use for our Scripture. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 3 through 9 says this, For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he was seen by Cephas, Peter, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remained to the present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all, he was seen by me also, as by one born out of due time, <clears throat> Paul writing, for I am the least of the apostles who am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. Jesus was seen by over 500 people. He also was after the resurrection on earth over a period of 40 days. Acts chapter 1 verse 3 says this, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Now I want you to just uh, pause here and understand that what you're Pastor, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to give you a timeline of the whole picture of why we celebrate Easter. 
See, Jesus died on Passover. Jesus then rose from the dead three days later, those special three days. Then he was seen 40 days after. So, three days in the grave and 40 days on the earth gives us 43 days after Passover. That tells us the disciples were in the upper room for seven days waiting on the Holy Spirit. So look at this, and I want you to hear this. Then on the 50th day, that's when the Holy Spirit came, which is called Pentecost. We're going to talk about that next week. In Acts chapter 2, verse 1, it says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. The reason it says fully come is Pentecost actually is a week-long celebration, or after seven days fully come. So from the Passover, when Jesus died, 43 days, Jesus ascends, and seven-day celebration, which is a total of 50 days, the Holy Spirit comes. It's called Pentecost. Penta means five, cost is a multiple of 10, which is 50. So the Holy Spirit came 50 days after Passover, but we are talking about those three special days. So hold on a moment. Let me just give you a little bit more information so that you can sit in your home, especially if you're preparing that wonderful meal on Easter, and you can talk about these things and how amazing it is that God's plan, everything that he planned was perfect. So the Holy Spirit came 50 days after Passover. Jesus dies on Passover, and it is fulfilled. 50 days later, the Holy Spirit came. See, Passover came out of the story in Egypt. Remember that? And that represents salvation. And then Israel, when they were delivered went through the Red Sea, that represents water baptism. So, let me just bring this to you. Water baptism, they went through the water, and the power of God stopped their enemies in the water. So we see a deliverance. We see the power of God in water baptism. But when Israel came out of Egypt after 50 days, watch this. This is so amazing to me, and I've been so excited to share this with you. This is just going to transform your thinking about Easter. Israel came out of Egypt, and after 50 days, they were at the mountain. What was at the mountain? Remember, the Spirit of God descended on the mountain, and there was fire and thundering, and God wrote his law on the tablet of stone, the Ten Commandments. And watch this. And 3,000 people died that day. Look at this. In the book of Acts, I can't wait till next week, we had Passover. Jesus died. 50 days later, the Holy Spirit descends. There are tongues of fire. And God writes his law, not on tablets of stone, but he writes his law on men's hearts. Instead of 3,000 people dying, 
3,000 people get saved. Isn't that amazing? Let me just say this to you. That's the grace of God. That's the love of the Father that we talked about last week. So Paul declares in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, he says, this is the gospel, but drop down to verse 3. It says, for I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to Scriptures. Verse 4, and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to Scriptures. Sometimes in our celebration of Easter, we have a tendency to miss a part of the gospel. We celebrate that Christ died. Amen. Good Friday. And then we celebrate that Christ rose again, that Christ rose from the dead. He is risen. He is alive. What a great celebration. But there are three parts of the gospel. The gospel is also that Christ died, but and he was buried. And then he rose again. So church, what is so important that Christ was buried? What took place on those three special days? Why is it so important we understand the burial? Or how do we relate to this burial? What does that mean for us? What what has God done through Jesus Christ? What has the Father done giving us the first fruits, Jesus Christ? What has that done for us? Well, let me give you three points. Let me show you and explain to you what has taken place on those three special days. First thing about the burial, burial is a battle. During those three days, Christ was in battle. He, in the same way we need to experience death to self, death to the flesh, and a resurrection, we must experience a burial in our life too. Let me ask something. How many parts do you have? in your body. (laughs) Well, if you read, there's over 10,000. But see, that's not what I'm talking about. Here are the three parts the Bible speaks of. The body, the soul, and the spirit. In In celebrating Easter, in celebrating this beautiful day, we need to understand what did Jesus do on those three days. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, this has all three in the same verse. Many other verses explain about the spirit, the soul, and the body, but this scripture has all three. Let me read it to you. Now may the God of peace, remember Jesus gave us peace, himself sanctify you completely, sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit, your soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in his second coming. The question is, did Jesus have the three parts? (laughs) Of course he did, yes. So what happened to Christ's body, what happened to his soul and his spirit those three days? What did they do with Jesus' body those three days? The answer is, they buried his body in the tomb. 
What happened to Jesus' spirit? Well, instead of me just saying it, let me read it to you. In Luke 23, verse 46, it says, When Jesus had cried out with a loud voice, he said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. The answer is Jesus' spirit went to the Father. Ecclesiastes 12, 7 says this, Then the dust will return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit will return to God who gave it. So in those three days, what about Jesus' soul? Ephesians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9 says, Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. Now this he ascended. What does it mean but that he also first descended into the lower parts of the earth. I'm going to talk to you about the soul, but what I want to show you is here, what is it talking about, the lower parts of the earth? The words translated there means Hades. So he, he, he descended into Hades. So if his body is in the grave and his spirit went to the Father, what descended to the lower parts? In Acts chapter 2, verse 27, it begins through 29. Uh, this is Peter's sermon, and uh, it speaks of Christ's soul, and he quotes Psalms. In verse 27, it says, For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Men and brethren, let me speak freely to you, Peter speaking, of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his tomb is with us this day. But look at verse 30. Therefore, being a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his body, according to the flesh, he would raise up the Christ to sit on his throne. He, foreseeing this, spoke concerning the resurrection of Christ that his soul was not left in Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. In those three days Christ went to hell, so you don't have to. And it speaks of his soul. Listen very closely now. God wants us to experience this through Christ. What do I mean by that? What does the Bible say about that? Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. Paul also said, I die daily, dying to the flesh and dying to, the, to self. So what am I trying to show you this battle? Because you can be in God's presence every day because Jesus went to the Father. We repent. Okay. Yeah, I can go back. Um. Okay, um, so I read the scripture, verse 33. Then I can say, in those three days, 
start with that? Okay. Yeah, I'm good. So, you ready? Okay. In those three days, Christ went to hell so you don't have to. It speaks of his soul. So listen very closely. God wants us to experience this through Christ. What does that mean? Paul said, I've been crucified with Christ. Paul also said, I die daily, dying to the flesh and dying to self. Because you can be in God's presence every day because you know how great the Father is. We repent daily seeing the magnificence of God, saying, not my will, but yours be done, a Gethsemane experience, and let God live through us. See, in the reality in those three days, what Jesus did was he perfected the ability for us to defeat the flesh, to defeat every aspect of that soulish nature that wants to remove you from the things of God. Because let me just show you this. Because God, Jesus, went to the Father, and now you have that amazing relationship and that ability to be in his presence. But also with that, you have the ability. People speak all the time, especially in this time frame, oh, that God wants us to repent. And you know what? If you're in the presence of God on a daily basis, you'll be a person that repents daily because you see the greatness of your God. The three days shows us God wants us to crucify our flesh and die to fleshly desires. God wants you to die so he can live and love through you. It's impossible to love your wife like Christ loved the church. But it's possible for Christ to love her through you like he loves the church. When you die to self, you raise up with with the, the ability of Christ. You're in Christ, and you can love your spouse. In order to do that, you have to die every day. That's what Paul was talking about. Christ taught us not only how to live, but how to die to self. Christ wants you to die and be buried so he can resurrect you to that new man, that new person, that new woman, to be able to live a life when the enemy comes in like a flood, God raises up a standard, and you can live a life, listen, a perfection maturity. Lazarus was resurrected And he came back the same form. Remember last week? When Jesus resurrected, Mary didn't recognize him. Why is that? Because when the gospel impacts you, God wants you to come back different, to do something in you to be like Christ. It is a battle. There is a battle there. But Jesus won that battle. Those Those amazing three days, Jesus won that battle. So not only in the resurrection that Jesus is alive and there's victory over sin, you have victory in your soul nature and you can live a life of beautiful maturity in God and do kingdom work. Jesus' soul went to Hades. So where is the battle? Your battle is in your soul. Jesus won that battle. Not my will, but yours be done. Matthew 26, verse 38, Jesus was in Gethsemane. 
says, then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. In John chapter 12, verse 27, says, my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose, I came to this hour. <laughs> Hallelujah. In Isaiah 53, uh, verse 10 through 12, prophesying about Jesus' soul, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, because of that, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. In John chapter 10, verse 17, a lot of people don't see what he is saying. Let me show you. It says, therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. The word life in the Greek is the word suke, which means soul. Jesus laid down his own person, his soul, so our souls, watch this, don't take this wrong, so that our souls may be redeemed or changed. Psalm says, he that wins their souls is wise. When you get someone born again, their spirit is made brand new, but their souls are one. You change their soul's eternal destiny. So the battle is in the soul, which is your mind, your will, and the emotions. And Jesus fought and won for your souls those three days. The battle is won. It starts in the mind. And if you do not control your thoughts, then you will begin to have bad emotions. Then you will make bad choices. So it goes from the mind to your emotions to your will. So if you don't take your thoughts captive, you can have bad results. Hmm. Think of that. Let me show you the second thing about burial. Burial is not final. Burial seems final, but it's not. So let's talk about this in, uh, let's talk about vision. If you put your hope in vision, you can become sick. Why? Scripture says the vision will tarry. The Bible says to wait for it, not to have hope in it. The Bible says put your hope in God, put your hope in his word. Wait for the vision, but put your hope in God. In this trying time in your life, there are many things that you were, you were moving forward into and your, your children, your, your parents, whatever, your school, your job. And some of you are sitting at home and wondering if you're going to have a job. I want to tell you, if God put a vision in you about what, he, what he's going to do in your life regarding vision and, and your future, 
I want to tell you, your hope is in God, so wait for it. Don't be discouraged. John 12, 24, Jesus spoke of himself. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. Jesus said, I'm going to go to the ground. I'm going to die. I have to abide alone. But if I die, I'll bear much fruit. Church family, you have to bury that vision. You have to bury that fear that you have. You have to remove that fear through the word of God and let it die. Leave it alone. When you cast seed, which you have done that, just like when you return your tithe and you give your offering, when you bless somebody, when you speak well of people and, and you pray and you lead people to the Lord, when you cast seed, leave it alone and don't hold on to it. Here's the third. You need to understand temptation during the burial. Look at Abraham and Sarah. Did God give Abraham a vision? He said, I'll make you a father of many nations at age 75. (laughs) Then he took him through the death of it because it didn't happen right away. At 86 years old, Abraham and Sarah got together and helped God. They tried to do it because it wasn't happening. What am I going to do? Listen very closely. Every one of us, our souls are crying out, wanting to walk in fear, wanting to walk in doubt. Great fear manifesting, what if I get this virus? And every one of those things are real. But when you understand those special three days, what Jesus did for you and me, You can live in such faith and anointing through this. Then when that virus is wanting to attack your family, you can rise up in faith and with the authority and the power that God has given you, and you can rebuke it in Jesus' name. The temptation during the burial is you try to produce the vision in the flesh. God wants you to wait on him. Because of those three days, God is perfectly capable of producing the vision on his own. God is perfectly capable of restoring everything that maybe the enemy has tried to steal from you during this time. God wants the vision and even our ability to produce the vision to die. Why? So when it comes to pass, there is no doubt who will receive the glory. You've seen the prophetic word that we've put on the webpage. And I want to tell you, that is straight from heaven. You have seen the statements from Pastor Dan. You have heard the song sung. And you, you are realizing there's such a thing that God is doing. But see, your battle is with the soul of letting that die. Letting your flesh die to what the enemy is trying to get you to walk away from believing what God said and believing what your experience today 
is trying to tell you. See, the result of a burial is you lose self-reliance and you gain confidence in God. Moses had a word. God told him, you are to deliver Israel from the Egyptians. And Moses got so cocky, he killed one and found out that he couldn't just kill everybody. (laughs) That wasn't the way. So he left and he took him through burial for 40 years. He told him a vision and then 40 years went by before it came to pass. By the the way, Abraham went through burial for 25 years. When God finally came to Moses and said it's time, you know what Moses did? Moses said, "I, I can't talk. That statement is a lie because Acts chapter 7, verse 22 says, And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Why would he lie? He has been talking to sheep for 40 years. Can you imagine what happened? You know, nice weather, isn't it, Missy? Or, you know, isn't the weather look good? Isn't it great? The flies aren't that bad today. I mean, that was his conversations. So now go to Pharaoh. When you think you can't do it, you're ready. God said, I want you to go to Pharaoh. He says, I can't. He was ready because God was going to do it for him. Do you have a situation right now with no hope? Do you have a job situation right now that you're facing? Your marriage? Your finances? One of your children have just took off? How about some of you college students? You can't work. How can you pay the bill? relationships. You haven't seen it happen yet. You know what? Because of those three special days, I have good news for you. God can resurrect the dead. One of his favorite things to do is to resurrect the dead and speak life into it. So if you're in Christ, begin to speak life to your situation. There were things in my life through the years I said, God, I can't do this. This is hard. But I know you can. And church family, I can testify to you. He did it. Because I know the love of a father and the work of Jesus. Yes, Jesus died. Yes, he rose again, but on those three special days, he gave us the perfect ability to live our life on this earth that our soul has no power over us, that we tell our soul what to do because of the victory that had been won when Jesus went and defeated every aspect of what the enemy's trying to do 
and tried to do. You can live in victory. Those three days brought great victory that we can live today. But always remember, Easter Sunday, Jesus is risen. If you are sitting in that room watching this, if you are listening on your iPhone or your computer, I want to ask you, do you know Jesus Christ as Savior? Do you not realize through what you've been listening to last week, this week, how much God loves you? doesn't matter where you've been. doesn't matter what you've done. What matters is what Jesus did. That's why we, as believers, celebrate Easter. Resurrection Sunday, the way we do. So if you are there and you want to know Jesus, the Bible says, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, and you will be saved. Then you start on that journey. What is that journey? That you realize how much the Father loves you, that you can be in his presence every single day, and that Jesus was that first fruits. He took care of it. He showed us how we can have victory over all that junk in this world, that our mind, our will, and our emotions can be stabilized and strong because we are born again and our spirits are brand new. And today, we are called, because of that, confessing Jesus Christ as Lord, we are called sons and daughters of God. May you enjoy this Easter. May it be one of the greatest Easter's you've ever experienced. Yes, Easter at home. Church family and Webb family, recognize this. God loves you. He died for you. He was buried. And then on Easter Sunday, on that third day, he rose again. He went to the Father. And he came back and he said, touch me. Touch God today because he loves you. Father, bless all. I come against that virus and that satanic thing, that demonic thing, and I say you die in Jesus' name. You stop your work in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for victory. And soon we will be back together again, worshiping together, hugging one another touching one another. How do we do that, walking in that love? Because we can touch the Father. God bless you. Enjoy your Easter meal. Amen.